Hello, everybody. Welcome to season two, episode two of the Puck Around podcast. I'm your host, David Rosen, here with our lovely co-host, Jace Rosen. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Tough start to the season. Uh, 0-4, I think, across all matchups. Not great, but high scoring. Just I think I was a victim of just some poor scheduling. And I'm still confident in all the teams, confident in every player I got next week. This week, I'm feeling something different. Let's just say that. The schedule was definitely very uh, unique, I guess, this week. A lot of teams only playing one game. Um, but maybe that's just karma for all that bragging you did last week about uh, would... winning, those, winning those three championships. You know what? I can lose one week. I still got those three championships. I'm happy about that. But listen, this is what happens in fantasy hockey. You might have an extremely good squad. You're just a victim of just some weird scheduling and you have a real man games discrepancy and you just get nervous about the first week. Don't because this is what happens. You can't overreact to these things. You got to let these things play out. I believe in the skill of my team. I'm not going to make some bad moves just on impulse here. Wait it out. It's only one week. No, you, you, you nailed that right on the head there. There's, it's fantasy hockey. There's going to be a lot of roller coasters of emotions throughout the year, but it is week one and you can't overreact. So stick with it. Trust your guys. Trust how you drafted. Um, let me, that being said, if you, if you think a move is going to make you better in the long run, absolutely make it right. Um, but, but the key to this week is even if you're on one, there's no need to overreact yet. Mm-hmm. Lots of time. Uh, we're going to have a quick show here for you. So let's really, let's get right into it here. Okay. There's a lot of injury news, unfortunately, already in week one. Uh, some of them obviously happened a bit a couple days ago, but we'll run through really the good chunk of them here. Uh, starting with Stone and Pacioretty. Pacioretty is going to be lower body, I believe, is six weeks at least. Uh, Mark Stone, I don't really know what the deal is yet. Uh, none of us really do. He is going to be reviewed by doctors, I think, sometime in the next few days. Um, it doesn't seem likely that he's going to play tomorrow or, or maybe even the rest of this week. Um, that being said, stay tuned for more updates there. I, I'm not really sure what to make of that, but we'll keep you posted. Nikita Kucherov, that was obviously the news of the day here. We don't know if there's going to be surgery involved yet, but it is going to be longer term. According to John Cooper, it's not going to be days. It's, it's going to be weeks, uh, which really just sucks, man. Like Nikita Kucherov, honestly, I was saying this to somebody earlier today. He's, he's one of my favorite players to watch, and the NHL is better with their top talent in the league. So hopefully it's not too long. Hopefully he's back soon. Do you know what I think of this injury? what it's number one bullshit number one bullshit <laughs> it is number one bullshit <laughs> continuing on another top talent still out of the, out of the lineup uh nathan mckinnon unfortunately tested positive again i believe it was yesterday um he did not travel with colorado on their road trip I, that doesn't mean he get can't i guess join them at some point i'm not really sure the protocol on that um, but he won't be in the lineup for the next few games, it seems like, which is just another thing. Just sucks. We like let, let's get these top guys back in there. Hopefully he's back soon. Uh, same with Ryan Strom. He's in COVID protocol. We'll find out more updates in the next few days. Uh, Blake Wheeler actually entered COVID protocol this morning, and his status for tomorrow is also unknown. Uh, a couple others here. Peter Morazic's going to be out at least two weeks, um, giving a definite bump up for Jack Campbell, who's looked excellent so far for the first three games here. Uh, Vince Dunn out tonight. Uh, Sidney Crosby will not be playing tomorrow, but has been skating. Uh, so hopefully he's back sometime later this week. Evgeny Malkin, he's not expected to be back until December, but he was skating sometime this week. 
And just just good news, obviously. Good news with Gino there. Unfortunately, though, Brian Rust is not getting as good news here. Um, placed on IR, and it seems like he's week to week at this point as well. One more we got for you here. Max Domi, two to four weeks with a rib fracture. It's been a it's been a heavy toll this week, eh? It's tough. It's tough. Listen, I mean, what's the turnaround on that season there? When did we end last year? Uh, we ended June, probably, right? No, I think it was after June. It was it must have been early July, no? Maybe. I mean, I guess it's not a normal turnaround for a season. Like it's mm-hmm. not the full off season. So honestly, it's just been a crazy year. So guys just getting back into the swing of it. This is going to be the first real season they played in mm-hmm. two, three years. Right. I just hope that, you know, stars kind of stay in place here. Cause yeah. I really miss watching those guys. I miss watching Nathan McKinnon. Well, hopefully he's back soon. Uh, mm-hmm. But aside from injuries, what have you noticed? Any surprises, big, big takeaways from the week one you saw here? I feel like the Penguins are just a huge surprise out of the gate. Like, I don't know about you, but if you were to say to me, like, Pittsburgh's going to beat Tampa 6-2 opening night, uh, the cup banner being raised, everything away without Gino and without Sid, they're going to win 6-2. Without Granted, Gensel, too. Yeah, without Gensel, too. They granted three empty netters, but still. They either. dominated that game. Three empty netters aside, they were they were the better team, no doubt. They were great. They were great. So Pittsburgh, a whole as a whole team, Jeff Carter playing like retro Jeff Carter here. He's got a goal and three assists over the first week here. Uh Captain looks solid too. Gensel's back in the lineup now, which is good. It's in Jari. Yeah. Jari winning games. Looks solid. He looked good too. Yeah. So you know, that whole team as a, is just as a whole is just huge surprise. But that's a big kudos to Mike Sullivan for really, really uh, getting the most out of that roster because that's impressive what he's been able to do there. So, you know, hopefully they keep it up. They're a fun team to watch. I've always been a fan of the team. I've always been a fan of the coach. And mm-hmm. hopefully Gino and Sid are back soon too because just to see this whole full team, not shorthanded, everybody there, big stars too. I think it will be really fun to get everybody back. Absolutely. My biggest surprise, I guess, uh, was the Buffalo Sabres this week. Like, <laughs> like, like, obviously, I don't expect them to, you know, keep up their winning ways over the season here, but they, they had a good week. They had a good week. Like, like aside from losing Casey Middlestat and another injury we should have mentioned off the top here. Yeah. Uh, week, it was a week to week. Um, they, they, you know, they've only let in, I think it was, it's two goals. So their first two games, five, one win against Montreal, two, one shootout win over, uh, over uh arizona and some of those guys look like pretty fantasy relevant victor olsen had a great start mm-hmm. rasmus dahlian very looked very slick over the past he, few games. he looked they had that one clean zone exit i don't know if you saw that video yeah it looked awesome yeah. but that's the rasmus dahlian you want to see like the guy who's making plays and is confident with the puck and, and he could take a big step this year i'm hoping he can obviously like like he's his defensive game over the past few years wasn't great he was you know I hate plus minus as a stat, but when you're minus 36, it's not great. No, um, it's not anything special, and especially in fantasy, when they do count that as a stat, it's it hurts. It definitely drops his value a bit. But yeah, uh, a couple points I believe here to the first few games. That power play looked okay. Like I didn't think I'd be saying Tage Thompson looked pretty good on the power play, but mm-hmm. these look solid. I I like those are just the guys like. I feel like them in Arizona are just like teams that I look at. I'm like, oh, wow, he's, he's still playing. 
oh, like Andrew Ladd scored a goal for Arizona against Buffalo. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't even know he was playing in this league still. And like even Kyle Akposa, who obviously knew he was playing, dealt with a lot of injury troubles over the last couple of seasons, but mm-hmm. he's even looked like he's turning back the clock here. He's got some, uh, he's got some speed in those legs there. He's looking pretty good. He's looking pretty good. And I mean, it's, these guys have zero expectations, right? right. And I feel like at that point, it's like, you just play free kind of thing. You don't need to worry about anything. You can just go out there and just work hard. And if you have a good system in place and you've got zero expectations, it's the opportunity to make some noise. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? No, but you know, them coming in, like, I guess like third or fourth last in their division is a successful season. (laughs) Like that's surpassing expectations, right? No, this year for them is all about development. Like they, yeah. they have a couple of young guys who they want to get going, give more opportunity to the Tage Thompsons, the Casey Middlestats. Um, Jeff Skinner looked okay even for the first few games, right? And the, the $9 million man has to make get some offense going. So uh, good for them. They had a good start, very low expectations. And, and you know, like you look at their lineup that's got presented on Twitter every day and like <laughs> just gets like people just start chirping it every night. You know what I mean? And, but good for them, proving the doubters wrong, starting 2-0, uh, going into Sunday, Saturday's matchups. They were first in the NHL, so yep, good they for were. them. They were. Any other takeaways for you? What do you got? I mean, Detroit is also interesting. Got some high-scoring games, high-octane offense there. Mo Sider, my boy. I like Mo Sider. Bertuzzi scoring four goals in a game. It's fantastic when you're going up against them, and you know, finished his top 10 fantasy scoring this week. It's awesome. But I mean, these are the guys that we thought were going to be the bottom dwellers and they're making noise. That's really the biggest surprise, right? right. All these guys. Right. But that is also key to week one is like, don't overreact. The defense and systems are really not in place yet. Um, but these are just teams that, you know, have definitely overperformed, I guess, for the first few days here. Yeah. Uh, one team I do want to mention, though, is is L.A. And maybe we'll kind of tie this in with our, our sell highs and lows that we're going to get into right here as well. L.A. had a, has a terrific start already. Um, 2-0. and um, Anze Kopitar has four goals and three assists for his first two games. Our, our Victor Arvidsson has been excellent. You know, Dustin Brown's looked good on that top line. Drew Doughty has five points already. Like, I, I starting to think these guys could be a bit more legit than I thought. I love their young core there with Velarde. Unfortunately, um, Quentin Byfield's not in the lineup just yet. Mm-hmm. Katchev has looked solid. Um, Cal Peterson, I think, is a good goaltender. I really do, and a really good value play from based on where you drafted him. Mm-hmm. Um, that division is a bit of a crapshoot, I think you would say. Like, you got, you know, obviously the Vegas news is tough with the injuries to Stone and Pacioretty. I do think they're still going to win the division, though. Mm-hmm. Um, behind them, you're probably thinking it's Edmonton. But after that, like, it's wide open for that third spot and LA could easily sneak in there. Yeah. I actually thought that LA was going to take that third spot. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I'm a believer. I like, I I like Vancouver and I like Calgary too, but I mean, this, these are just like a group of guys that are just likable guys like Anze Kopitar, Dustin Brown. I love the guy drinks the water from his bottle and it's upside down (laughs) and he squirts it back onto the ice. But no, like these guys, they're obviously a younger team. And honestly, you know who they remind me of? They remind me of the 2016-2017 Leafs with all the young guys that they have. 
and the talent of those younger guys, mm-hmm. they're not in the best division. And like I said, I, I, I like them in that third spot. I really do. I don't think it would surprise me if they're there. It really wouldn't. Kachev, Velarde, Kaliev, Kupari is really good. They have a couple other guys in their pro- prospect pool, Turcotte. And, and Quentin Byfield will be back at one point. And I'm really, really interested to see what Quentin Byfield's going to be like. I, I think he's a player. Um, he's probably going to start as fourth center, but I just imagine they're going to play him just as, just as much as they would that third line. That's the thing, right? I, I don't think there's much of a difference between those two lines. They got Kachev, Velarde, Kaliev on the third, Kupari, Lazat, and Trevor Moore on the fourth. But if you put Byfield there, like you're, you're going to want to get him some action. He'll probably see PP2. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they're an interesting squad to me. And, and th- that third spot is definitely up in the open, but I do think Vancouver's going to take it. Personally. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're not a bad squad and they've, they've come out really strong through the gate here. And I think adding Phil to know, I, I just want to add one more thing here. That's what I was um, going to say. It allows Kopitar to maybe get some more offense involved. He doesn't always have to start in the defensive zone. Um, but, and Phil Denoa knows his role, you know, score yeah. around 40-ish points, do what you got to do in the defensive end, shut down the league's top players. That's his job. Kopitar is now playing with Arvidsson Brown. I've always been an RV, RV supporter. I, I am on board with the RV party. Um, I, I like that top line. They've looked good to the first few games here. Mm-hmm. Let's tie this into our sell highs and lows, though. Is Kopitar a guy you should probably sell high on, or, or what would you say? Uh. The tough part is like, yeah, I had Kopitar last year. I sold high on him and I traded him for Roman Yossi. And I actually ended up losing that trade because Anze Kopitar was good throughout the entire season. Like he's in an opportunity where he's going to be an offensive leader. He's going to play top line minutes. He's going to play top line power play. The power play was looking pretty good. I mean, we saw that and like he's going to continue to be the guy. I know they have all these other additions. They have these young guns, but I don't think Anze Kopitar's role as an offensive leader on this team is changing anytime soon. I think if you're going to sell him, if you can get, and I think we talked about this before, get someone from those top two rounds, mm-hmm. you know, a top forward, that's something I would be interested in. But I mean, I think it's time that we really need to start putting respect on Anze Kopitar's name as a full-fledged fantasy asset throughout the entire season. That's what I, I think. I forget who it was. I saw somebody on Twitter a few weeks ago. I think it was an LA beat reporter saying, you know, with Arvidsson on his wing, he thinks um, Kopitar is going to have a career season. Yeah. His career high is back in 2017-18 with 92 points. I don't know if we're going to get that high. No. Um, but I, but I do think Kopitar can be a point per game player. He's every year. He's really undervalued on draft day, probably by mm-hmm. us included. Um, but we probably need to stop sleeping on him. Like it really, really do. But you, you nailed that there. Like I'm not actively trying to get rid of him. I do think he can keep this up, not keep this kind of pace up. Don't get me wrong, but you know, last year, 50 and 56, could he be just Good. under point per game? Absolutely. Um, like you said, though, if you can get one of those top guys, like, you know, I would maybe send an offer for Panera and maybe send an offer for one of those Boston guys who have only played one game so far and just see what happens. The worst that happens, they say no. Panera would be interesting. Mitch Marner, yeah. the guy I would be looking at too. Those are all guys we've talked about for buy lows here. Um, maybe even John Tavares. Who would you rather have, Tavares or Kopitar? I'd probably still rather Tavares. Uh, but, I mean, if you were to ask me two weeks ago who I would prefer, it's 
much less of a Tavares blowout in that race right now. Right. I'd say that. But let me ask you this. I got a question to ask you. Okay. What do you think is Kopitar's floor? Big points. Give me point-wise. What do you think is his floor? As, if he stays healthy for a full 82, like 70 points. You think 70, say, eh? Yeah, I do. I was going to say 65. 60, 65. Okay, so we're, we're kind of in the same range. Same I, range. I, like, I, I, there's nothing that, that points to me that, like, he couldn't be that kind of player. Um always has the talent and i really do think adding phil deneau is going to allow him to be a bit more offensively creative and give him a bit more freedom on that end doesn't have to start every shift in defensive zone mm -hmm. like, I, I do think that's going to be a benefit for him so uh, i would put a floor at around 70 points i really would listen this is the guy you're drafting in what it was the sixth seventh eighth round yeah right probably so if you're asking if you're saying that like the guy i drafted in the seventh round at worst could be getting 70 points over this season you're laughing yeah, that's, that's great. That's draft day value, baby. Yeah, that is. What do you got for a few other sell high candidates here? Uh, I think someone that we should or you should be looking to actively sell right now is Nazem Kadri. Uh, he's taking that first line role right now with with Mac out, and he's he's been doing pretty well. He's got a goal and three assists in two games, so he's been playing really well. But he's not Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> And no. that's just a fact of life. No, Nathan McKinnon's going to come in. He will take that first line role. He will take that first power play role. But, you know, Naz has been playing well, but it's not permanent. It's not sustainable. It's temporary. And if you can get someone who is more of a bona fide producer, I think you're making your team significantly better, significantly better. Uh, so even if that means involving like packaging him up, with maybe a defenseman or something like that and going for another top forward or just another, even like, I'd say fifth round forward. Like Nas was a guy you drafted later and you didn't realize was going to be so good because Mac would be out the first week or two, right? So I would be actively trying to sell Nazem Kadri if he was on my team right now. No, that's interesting. Similar vibe, I think, with Jeff Carter there too, right? I know yeah. you talked about him off the top, retro Jeff, but at one point, Sidney Crosby is going to come back I still think he's probably going to be on that power play one, though. He can definitely shoot the puck. Russ is going to be mm -hmm. gone for the next little bit. True. Um, so he could still have some value there, but he's definitely off to a strong start. A guy who'd probably drafted much later in drafts. And if and that's the whole point of this, right? You're, you're trying to recognize trends in, in people's seasons, trying to sell high on these trends and, and get someone who may be a bit lower on right now or just like someone you can definitely rely on for a bit more uh, steady scoring, you know, for the whole season. 100%. Uh, a couple more names I'm just going to throw out there quickly who I would maybe try to sell high on before we go to uh, sell buy lows here. Mo Sider, Tyler Bertuzzi. And I love this guy. I wouldn't be actively shopping him, but he's had an incredible start, and that's William Nylander. Let's go to the flip side here, okay? And yeah. with buy lows. And I want to start with a guy right here because he actually just got traded in our league literally about an hour ago. Mm -hmm. um, and that's Braden Point. And obviously the news broke this morning that Kucherov is going to be out for, it seems like an extended period of time. Um, and that it definitely takes a hit to Braden Point's value. Um, but I, that's a guy I would definitely look to buy low on and buy on this news because he's still like, you know, without him last year, he still had what, I think it was 48 points in 56 games, just under point per game. And that's what I expect him to be this year. I, I you know, 30 goals, you know, probably a bit over 40 assists. He's still going to be on you know, obviously Kucherov's not there, but it's still an unbelievable power play without him. 
Um, and Braden points, he's an amazing player. Talk about people I like watching. Like I, I am, I am on the board, like Braden point train. I really am. My jer- my retro Jersey is coming in the mail at some point, hopefully. Um, <laughs> BP two one as they call him. Uh, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about, you know, the news today. He's still going to get a great opportunity. I wouldn't be shocked to see Stamkos maybe with him at some point as well. And if you can go and try and buy low on him, he hasn't had a great start, only one assist to the first three games here. I, I think that's a great opportunity here. Another name, interesting, because he was drafted pretty high, but hasn't been, he's been off to an okay start. Uh, Alex Debrinkit is currently ranked 119th in Yahoo standard scoring. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is plus minus because right. he was a minus three in one game that kind of screwed him over a little mm-hmm. bit. But, you know, eight shots over three games. Two power play points. He's got two points. Both of them are in the power play. Right. He might not be playing with Kane right now. I think it's Hagel, Doc, Kane, right? Yes. Yeah. Line. But Jeremy Colladin, like, he loves to switch he lines around. He's a yeah. shuffler. Mm-hmm. He's a shuffler. He's a shuffler. He's, he's, uh, he's got the seven decks, and he's a dealer. He's got exactly. the – yeah. Uh, so, but that is a name, I think, to look at just because he is playing on a top power play still with Patrick Kane. So I'd look for Alex to bring it, maybe catch some fantasy managers sleeping. Uh, they see that 119th ranking maybe are a little bit more bearish on him. So uh, if you can, you know, put t- something together for Alex to bring it, I think that'll be worth your while. And, and with that idea is like, you're just hoping to find a manager who is overreacting, right? It yeah. is only week one. I would not be trying to trade Alex to bring it if you have him. Um, he's still, you know, a top goal scorer in this league. Um, but that's the whole point of this. You're trying to find guys who are a bit low. People might be a bit lower on. They drafted them early and they're like, oh my God, what am I doing? What happened? Um, and another one of those guys who I've, I've felt that a bit this week, but I'm not going anywhere with him <laughs> is Mitch Marner. Um, Mitch Marner is a, he's a point per game player. Um, has had a bit of a rough start. He's got a couple uh, phantom assists as we've called them. Um but he, he's, he's a solid player. He's going to find it. He's going to figure it out. And tonight, um, I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it right off the top, actually, Austin Matthews is back. And Mitch Marner is a better player with Austin Matthews, as is anybody who plays with Austin Matthews, right? Yeah. He, Austin Matthews is, he's the best goal scorer in the world. And I know that might be a slight on Alexander Ovechkin, but like there is no one right now who can shoot the puck as deceptively as, as Austin Matthews. And when he's not in the lineup, this team is not as good. It's, it's just a fact. Yep. So getting him back, I think that's going to be great. Um, if, if you can find a manager who might be a little scared of Mitch Marner right now, I would try to buy low there as well. Yep. 100%. Uh, you want to move into some waiver guys? Yeah, take it away there. Take it away there. It's obviously like it's week one, but obviously you're trying to win each week. The great thing about head-to-head fantasy is that doesn't matter about the previous week. It's all about what you're doing for me now. So with that, you're trying to obviously, obviously trying to find, you know, people who are playing three, four games, you know, yep. the back-to-backs early in the week, back-to-backs late in the week. Jace, what do you got for us? So I'm going to go just rapid fire here. I got a lot of names. Um, is, Matt, this, is this in like your order of preference or? No, 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 no. No order of preference, just names on the board. All I think are good plays though. Okay. All good plays. Uh, Matt Zuccarello, 18% rostered in Yahoo, plays with a little guy I know. His name is Kirill Kaprizov, and also is on the first power play as well. Those two have some chemistry together. I'm looking for Matt Zuccarello. He only has three games this week, but still name that could provide season-long value. Mm-hmm. 
Ely Tolvanen plays four games this week, top power play, and has back-to-back six-shot games. That's someone I'm looking at. Timo Meyer, also somebody that people have kind of been, I don't want to say sleeping on, but I think after last year, he didn't really meet expectations. People are lower on Timo Meyer. I mean, right two years ago, he was like everybody's breakout candidate. Yeah. And they just haven't seen it yet. But yeah, had a great start. Had a great start the other night. Eight shots. Yeah. Eight shots, three hits. He gets hits too. So for, for banger leagues too, he has a lot more value. Also has four games this week. Uh, Ricard Raquel, four games this week. They have an early back-to-back too, Monday, Tuesday. And he's also playing on the top power play right now. If you're looking for some defensive depth, uh, Noah Dobson has four games this week. Also on the top power play. Not sure how sustainable that is, but he's got a point and he's been playing okay. I think New York just kind of stumbled a little bit out of the gate. They're not looking as strong as I thought they were. But like I said, only one week they've played two games. See how this week goes. Uh, Rasmus Anderson is someone I'm very high on. He is the top power play defenseman for the Calgary Flames. And I think he's just the guy there now. With Gio gone, I think he's the guy to usher in a new era of defensemen in Calgary. And they just, he's on the second year of his uh, big money deal. Mm-hmm. and uh, he had a power play point the other night, actually, in Calgary's debut. So uh, I'm looking to see uh, if Rasmus Anderson's available, only 17% rostered. So he so. did start there last year, but are you a tad concerned about Noah Hannafin ever coming in there? No, I'm not. I'm not. And I think that Rasmus Anderson's just a better offensive player. I, I really do. And it was a little bit more worrisome last year because they still had Gio. But I don't think that Hannafin has as much skill offensively as Gio did last year. So I think that there is a drop-off between those two. I think Rasmus Anderson's a better puck mover. I think he's a better quarterback in the power play. And uh, I think he'll have a much bigger opportunity this year. So Rasmus Anderson. And then if you're looking for a goaltender streamer, I could see Miko Koskinen having some good value this week. Mm -hmm. Honestly, what I've been thinking about with goalies, and especially streaming goalies, is look who Arizona is playing that week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Miko Koskin, Edmonton actually plays Arizona, I believe, on either Wednesday or Thursday. Let me pull it up for you right now. Uh, they are playing Arizona Wednesday. And the day after, they play Vegas. So I doubt that uh, Tiffin will be playing Mike Smith on the first game of that back-to-back I see him I don't playing. know man as much as I, I like it's not bad logic it's just like Dave Tippett is not a believer in Miko Koskinen like it would not shock that's me why if, you're if, saying if Smith plays both yes wow it shock me it really wow would. the dude's 37 years old 38 years old who's been unbelievable to start the year too but I I, I just I am not a Miko Koskinen believer really? I actually think he'll start the second game, believe it or not. It, it, Against Vegas, hey? Yeah. Would his Vegas have a back-to-back? Is there, or is it Vegas just... No, no. There? Vegas, no back-to-back. Vegas, no back-to-back. No, Vegas is a game on Tuesday and then Thursday. Mm-hmm. And Thursday is against Edmonton. No. Edmonton plays Wednesday, Thursday. When it comes to goalie starts, though, you need, like there's a guy on Twitter I really like. We'll give him a shout-out. The Goalie Project. That's the guy I follow on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and he's great with getting updating uh, who's starting goalies. He's following all the beat writers and he's pretty on it. So yeah, give him a follow all that already if you haven't. And uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. Listen, it's a provisional Koskinen. All right. It, yeah. I, I'm just saying that if you see Arizona going up against Miko Koskinen this week, I'm picking up Miko Koskinen. 
Like you're obviously going to have to, this is still speculative. I'm still assuming mm-hmm. this and we'll see as more information comes out where Dave Tippett kind of leans his hand in terms of goalies. But if it's confirmed that Koskinen is playing Arizona, you pick up Koskinen. That's yeah. Fair. Yeah. Do you have uh, anybody else you're thinking yeah, about this I'll, week? I'll give a few guys who are probably a bit only available in uh, deeper leagues here. Um, um, Max Comtois may have been dropped. I kind of like him. He can score goals. And, and I do think he's going to get a bit more of an opportunity this week. Uh, they have four games, including a back-to-back Monday, Tuesday. Um, I like Ryan Donato. He's playing PP1 right now in Seattle. I think he's a good option. Um, if you're looking for D-Man, Shattenkirk, Fowler are both good options as well. Morgan Geeky's actually looked pretty solid too here for the, for the first few games. But obviously, these are guys who are going in, in, in much deep. deeper pools, right? The, we're, we're going deep here. I mean, if you're still looking deep, uh, Lucas Raymond is also someone that interests me. Uh, top line on Detroit, top power play in Detroit. Not to mention that Tyler Bertuzzi will be missing a game on Saturday. So maybe he gets more of an elevated role there. That's someone I'm looking at potentially. And that's deep because he's only, I think, 6% rostered. So that's really deep. Right. And, and I should have mentioned this guy earlier, like especially in banger leagues, Brandon Tanev. Brandon Tanev looks excellent for the first few games. Yep. He's, he threw, all, threw across all categories really can get it done too. So Brandon Tanev is a decent option there as well. Yeah, he, he hits a lot of categories. He's really good for uh, filling out the stat line. All right. I think we, I think we crushed a bunch of names there. Yeah. Uh, let's end it off here with uh, Socking Behavior Studs of the Week. If you haven't remembered already, Socking Behavior is our sponsor on this podcast. If you're ever looking for brand name socks that are just, honestly, they're fantastic. They really are. Uh, you can go to SockingBehavior.com, use our code PuckPod10 to take 10% off your order. They get it done every month. Can't fail. Uh, Socking Behavior Studs of the Week, Jace, who you got? I mean, there's a couple names here that I think are definitely deserving of this, but I'm going to go a little bit more off the board here. More of a quiet sleeper guy here. Chris Kreider, he's been great the past week. Three goals, 10 hits, seven shots, plus two over three games. Like I said, he's just a guy that has just been great. Hits a lot of the categories, similar to, I think, like a Brandon Tenf type, but he actually plays on the top power play, and he's playing with Zeba right now. And, you know, a rejuvenated Zeba alongside Chris Kreider is someone that, I'm very fascinated with. So Chris Kreider, <laughs> uh, that's my stud of the week. I like it. I like it. it like, we don't want to just go with the easy guys, especially some of the we've mentioned here earlier. Um, Anze Kopitar is definitely a candidate. Steven Stamkos has been outstanding this week. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want to give this guy some love. He, he's honestly just hilarious and definitely had the commercial of probably the season already in terms of uh, what happened the, on the, the other day with Nick Backstrom. Alex Ovechkin. Ovechkin was outstanding this week too. Three goals, two assists. Passes Mar- De- Marcel Dion on the top uh, all-time goal list. Ovi's great. Like there, there's, he's just the man. And I, I, I work. He's getting older. Him and Sid, and it's going to be a time when they're not in the league. And I, I don't want that time to ever come. I really don't. Like I, I those guys. This league is better with Alex Ovechkin in it. And, and the record's coming. I really do think he's going to break it, dude. You said you didn't want to go easy, and you picked the best goal scorer of our generation. He deserves it, okay? He's the stud of the week. You can't go wrong with Obi. You really can. He's he's awesome. He's awesome. And I think his acting props, like underrated actor, Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> underrated. Yeah. What now? What then? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we got a, we had a just quick little show here for you. We want to get some quick hits out there, go over some news. 
but thank you all for listening. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at the underscore FH Network. Same thing on Instagram. Uh, you got any questions for us, shoot us a DM anytime. We're happy to help. We'll chat soon. Peace.